Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, your essential tool to building an unbeatable franchise network. I'm Kieran McLoon, editor for Global Franchise Magazine, and this episode is brought to you by Scorpion. Marketing isn't just a faucet you turn on when you need calls, right? It's about staying in front of your customer base, occupying their mind space. So when they're in the need of your services, you're the first company that, that pops up. That would be one of them. Another one is find out who the experts are in the industry and listen to them. Choice can either be invaluable or overwhelming. There's an incredible number of marketing technology options available to franchise owners today, but this can often lead to analysis paralysis. In fact, the number of marketing technology companies has increased exponentially over the past decade, from around 150 in 2011 to approximately 8,000 in 2021. Sifting through all these vendors and tools to make sure that they work together can be a huge bandwidth drain for franchisors. But what if there was a better way? According to Scorpion's franchise owner research study, almost two-thirds of business leaders would prefer to consolidate their marketing efforts with just one partner. They may have fallen into what could be called the local business technology trap and need a hand getting back out. To provide that helping hand, we're joined by Brad Voris, Vice President of Strategic Marketing at Scorpion. Brad's extensive experience has spanned practically every facet of the franchise industry you could think of, making him the perfect advisor for brands wanting to streamline their marketing suppliers. So I started back in the franchise space in 2003, and I was on the franchise side uh, for a company called Glass Doctor, part of a neighborly brand, formerly the Dwyer Group, as many people may know. Um, and I was there until about uh, 2011, uh, where I was a part owner of the Glass Doctor of Dallas Metroplex location. And, and at that point, I had an opportunity to go to the corporate office and become a franchise consultant. And I kind of loved that idea. I could help my fellow franchisees grow their business. It seemed like maybe uh, it might be a little bit easier than being a franchisee, little did I know. And uh, interestingly, later, my uh, franchise consultant from when I was a Z essentially flipped places with, with me. And he became a franchisee, and I was promoted to vice president of operations. So I, I went on to that role, and uh, shortly after, we embarked as a company, Neighborly did, as redesigning all of the existing brands' websites. So from an operations and franchisee standpoint, I'd been through that back in 2008, and it didn't go so well. So I kind of poked my head out of the operations side and the marketing side and said, whoa, pump, pump your brakes, guys. You know, let's, uh, let's, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. And, and a lot of times, you know, operations and marketing are, are generally siloed. You know, franchisee development, marketing, ops is all siloed. So from there, uh, I, I kind of merged the things together. We helped launch the sites and we built out a, a code team, which was our center for digital excellence, as we called it. And uh, we worked up to building an in-house SEO team for Glass Doctor. So I did that along with my operational duties and spent a couple of years doing that. And I loved it so much that I wanted to move over to the digital side full time. So I had an opportunity to do that, and I've been at Scorpion ever since 2015. Right. Okay. It's really great to hear. And um, I imagine, of course, at the minute, you're very much immersed in digital marketing, but that's naturally going to have, you know, it would have been a part of your life, the entire duration of your franchising career. Um, and I was wondering what some of the the main lessons or, you know, kind of best practices that you picked up along the way were with regards to digital marketing, things that you would share with your clients nowadays, for example. So one of the biggest things that I learned, and I, and I didn't, you know, as a franchisee, when you start out, you don't always 
you don't always know everything. You think you do, but you don't. <laughs> but one thing I learned is, especially now, is make sure you're always investing in marketing. If you're running into maybe technician or staff issues that are keeping you from growing, you know, that's an operational issue and that needs to be fixed. But you should still be marketing. You know, think about it from small to large, successful companies never stop marketing. You know, if you're actively marketing, there should always be more demand for your products, for your services than you can actually meet. It's, it's funny, my wife, Jennifer, and I were actually talking about this the other day, and we mentioned, we we're talking about Coca-Cola. Right. And when I mentioned that brand, I bet your brain kind of immediately goes to that red and white logo and the distinctive strength. Immediately red, yeah. As soon as you said the words, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And she said, well, they don't need to spend any money uh, on marketing. We already <laughs> right. know them, right? But they do spend billions of dollars a year. And even though they're one of the most recognizable brands in the world, they know exactly where those marketing dollars are going and what they're getting in return. And I'm betting most people listening to this have, you know, brands that aren't as well known as Coca-Cola, but even a brand like Coca-Cola has to have a marketing strategy. And obviously it's a little bit different and, and they're focused on branding. Conversely, in the franchise space, we're more of a lead generation focused yeah. and, and some branding mixed in. But my point is being marketing isn't just a faucet you turn on when you need calls, right? It's about staying in front of your customer base, occupying their mind space. So when they're in the need of your services, you're the first company that, that pops up. That would be one of them. Another one is find out who the experts are in the industry and listen to them. Uh, a couple of years ago, I spent an entire week at Google, which was absolutely fascinating on so many levels. But I think parallel to that, learning and staying top of on top of search trends and threads is critical. As digital, the digital landscape's constantly evolving and changing. Two more things that come to mind. I think while it applies to pretty much any business sector, building trust and forming relationships is important. Sure. Right? It shouldn't be this vendor-client relationship, but rather a partnership, a two-way street. And last, not everything's going to be going to work, but don't afraid to try something new. You know, eight or 10 years ago, if you mentioned Facebook to someone, they would you'd give you a hard no, we're not advertising on Facebook. Yeah. Today, that's that's almost expected, right? So sometimes going a little bit out of your comfort zone can end up being a huge advantage. Yeah, no, four really good tips there. And I think especially with regards to the, you know, always be marketing, uh, the flip side of that, you do hear these brands, don't you? The way it's almost uh, the franchising tale as old as time, they became too big to fail. And that ultimately is what led to their downfall is sometimes it is easy to think, you know, I'm the top dog around here. I haven't got to put money into this. Um, and then you just have to look someone like Coca-Cola and go, well, if they're still doing it, they must know what they're doing. They, they must know what they're doing. They have to. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's uh, let's unpack, I suppose, the the main focus today, Brad, which is this local business technology trap. Um, why do you think that franchise owners can get bogged down by an excess of market suppliers or mar digital marketing suppliers specifically um, in the franchise industry today? Yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned it before in the intro, but we're looking around 8,000 marketing technology companies today. It's a huge number, yeah. That's a lot. I mean, if you take each of those companies and each one of those called you, that's 22 calls a day, every day for a whole year. That's your whole day. <laughs> and I, I know, I, I know as a, I did a little math there. I, I know as a franchisee, it sometimes felt like there were 20 something calls from various marketing companies. Mm. Um, so you have all these options out there and you don't typically understand, or you may not know what you need to get or even what you should be looking for. And then you've got all your franchise buddies in the system that are looking at different things and doing various things to different degrees of success. 
And so that clouds your, your mind. I mean, I think of a parallel to this. You think about the automotive industry. What are there, like a dozen, two dozen different brands in the world? Each of those, I mean, each one has different models and features. Can you imagine if there were 8,000 car manufacturers you got to choose from? <laughs> Consumers wouldn't be able to keep up. No, they wouldn't. I mean, it's hard enough to pick out one car with just a you know, dozen brands. So, I mean, I think that's a parallel that can resonate in people's minds is, whoa, like it, there's a lot out there and a lot to choose from and not everyone's on the same playing field. Yeah. And we'll get into a moment how you kind of discern between the different um, organizations that are best for you. But for the uninitiated, perhaps entrepreneurs who are, you know, maybe looking to start their own business and are less less um, savvy on the digital marketing side of things, um, why are data and marketing information and things like that so crucial when it comes to franchise business development? Because this is one, you know, holistic idea, really, isn't it? It's all connected. Why would you say that those things, that area in particular, is so crucial when it comes to growing your business? You know, simply put, a quote that I go to is, what gets measured gets managed. I think that quote's often attributed to Peter Drucker. I'm not sure if he's the original guy that said that. But it means just simply examining an activity changes the activity by forcing you to pay attention to it. Or, you know, one can think of it as just producing measure bits about an activity gives you a handle on it, a way to improve it. You know, back in the day, I, I had a spreadsheet that tracked Clicks, calls, uh, you know, cost per lead, uh, sales data, and, and of course nowadays you can get that you can get that automatically. You don't have to manually fill out a spreadsheet because of all the platforms on there. So I think paying attention to the metrics and keeping a key eye performance is very important. And and when you in regards to the franchise development side or or even the consumer retail side, I think analyzing that data and making informed decisions and acting upon those with intelligence is really key to a successful marketing campaign. I mean, you see that every day in everyday life from how, let's say, NFL teams review and prepare to their games, right? Um, Or let's say the massive amounts of data captured in a sport like Formula One. I mean, they have hundreds of sensors in their cars that transmits millions of data points. You know, big data drives big decisions. So I think it's all about blending AI and machine learning with teams of real humans. That's kind of how it should symbiotically be together. Yeah, and I think as much as you know, it's a, 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 a great idea, obviously, to enlist the help of um, organizations that can help you with that. Would you say that nowadays, you know, entrepreneurs can't really afford to see it as someone else's job? Data is such an, a, a massive part of any kind of business development. A hundred percent agree. I mean, it's it, it's it, data is so massive. There's so many things that are out there, um, and your brain can't compute it all. We can we can compute some of it. But we need some other help in order to drive those big decisions. Yeah, definitely. And um, just kind of on that note of the kind of things that you should be measuring, um, in a recent article for Global Franchise Magazine that was um, kind of co-written by Scorpion, uh, you touched on how an important KPI for specifically service-based franchise brands, such as you know previously you worked at uh, Neighbourly, um, is lead handling and closing ratios. Uh, would you be able to unpack that a little in you know the sense of why why those two things specifically do you think are really important to track? Absolutely. I mean. I mentioned the article, leads are the lifeblood of pretty much any operation, right? And it's critical that customers are taken care of professionally, properly, and promptly through their entire customer journey. And I think that if a lot of franchisors or franchisees look into things, the, the total number of leads that they're getting isn't the problem holding them back. Rather, it's the way that they interact with their customers or the way that their leads are being taken care of. 
it, it's, uh, I'll tell you a quick story maybe about this when I was a franchisee in the day to illustrate this point. Obviously, you know, at the beginning, there's always ups and downs owning your own business. But I remember a specific day where appointment board was pretty much empty. We didn't have any installs or estimates scheduled to dispatch out to our spec, our, tech, our specialists or our techs. But we were still getting calls, mind you. My inside sales reps couldn't schedule an estimate or book an appointment to save their lives. They couldn't. Um, so yeah. I went into my office and uh, I grabbed a, a trash can and uh, some petty cash. Although the uh, statute of limitations has probably passed, let's just say it's monopoly money that I grabbed instead of actual physical U.S. currency. <laughs> okay. But I walked out to the sales floor and, and I said to guys, hey, on average, it, make, it for us to make the phone ring, it costs 20 bucks every time we, and every time we miss an opportunity, it's like flushing that $20 down the drain. And everyone kind of sat there, not really realizing how much the phone took to ring. Mm. And I said, keep that in mind the next time you know, a call comes in. Next call came in and we didn't book a job. And I took that 20, Monopoly money, of course, of course. and I set it on fire. <laughs> and my team's jaw just dropped as they kind of lunged forward to get it. And I said, I'm going to keep doing this until we book a job. And we had a couple more jobs come in and I lit one more on, lit another one on. And mind you, this we weren't flush with cash at this point. This was like a desperation, right? <laughs> uh, and then finally, I think it was a fourth call or so, um, my lead ISR, Jesse, booked the job. And I gave Jesse 20 bucks. And I said, you know, if you keep doing that, you're going to be getting 20s all day long. And guess what? They started booking jobs left and right because they knew the value, mm. not only of our customer, but the value we had to solve their issue. And so that was kind of a defining moment, you know, and they still, I'm sure, remember that. But, you know, when the phone rings, you answer it, you treat them like they're family, give them the best possible experience you can. And I think that's incredibly uh, important. And that's what I was kind of getting at in, in, in that article. In addition, I think people should be reviewing and listening to calls, you know, measuring closing ratios in the, in the field and then coaching their team on the interactions with customers Yeah, and, and giving them constructive feedback so that we could raise the bar. That was very important. Yeah. I think, I guess part of the, the initial challenge for brands to overcome um, is identifying, you know, specifically what are the kind of things they should be tracking because as much as it seems obvious as you say that it's $20, $20 a call, um, some people may not look at it like that. They may be tracking the wrong kind of things. And I guess that's where having a digital marketing or a kind of you know lead generation supplier really comes into its own. They help you to to acknowledge those kind of things. Yeah, say it's funny, a couple of years later when I was at Neighborly and over Glass Hunter as VP of Operations, it, like many brands, we have a system analysis that we went mm. over with franchisees. Ours encompassed four kind of key areas, sales and marketing, operations, management, financials. Um, and it was really meant to get an idea of how their business were going. The kicker was there were something like 127 different categories that you're graded on, right. which is just too much, mm. right? How do, you, how do you unpack that on that, that level? My boss at the time, Mark Liston, who's really been a mentor in the franchise world, came up to this idea of a dream team. So we took the most successful glass under franchisees, there were about 20 or so of them, and at the time, it was like they had 270 years of combined experience in the system. So they knew what they were doing. But we, what we wanted to know was what were the top 10 ways the most successful franchisees became successful, right? Yeah. And what did corporate say versus what the franchisees said? Um, and if that was different. And in the end, we boiled those 130 items down to what we call the fabulous 14. 
we, we were, our goal was 10, but I, we ended up with 14. And the crazy thing about that was phone handling was the number one thing out of all of those, all those things. And, and I think like most great innovations, like the Big Mac and McDonald's, I mean, that was invented by a franchisee. Yeah. The latest and greatest ideas often come from the field and franchisees that are in that every day. So we just, we wanted to capture that knowledge and, and share it throughout the system. And the funny thing was that franchisees could go, I don't agree with you on number seven, Brad. Well, okay, it's not my list. It's the, it's the most successful franchisees out there and this is what they do. So I think that was an important thing is to, to listen to the franchisees, have that interaction, but also know that, I mean, for us, phone handling was, was number one and treating your customers like you treat your grandma. Yeah, I think that's a really useful um, anecdote, Brad, because as much as a lot of the stuff we're talking about today is really big picture, you know, the idea of taking your best franchisees and kind of building the KPIs off of them is something that every franchisor could do today. You know, the second they're listening to this episode, they could go away and kind of identify those and put it into action. It's a really tangible thing. So yeah, I think that's that's a really great point. Uh, we've kind of mentioned the quite overwhelming number, 8,000 supplies in this space now. Mm -hmm. um, and to kind of help people uh, make that number a little less scary, um, what would you say are some of the ways in which brands can assess uh, kind of who the best digital marketing supplier is for them? You know, what sort of things that should they be looking out for um, when choosing who to partner with? A couple of things that come off the top of my mind to that. I think qualifications go a long way. You know, with so many players in the marketplace, awards or partner recognitions from companies like Google, among others, they're important. They can start to differentiate the players from who you might want to work with or might not want to work with. So I think that's important. In addition, I think looking for a company that has experience in your field is important as well. Uh, for instance, if my back hurts, I'm going to look for a spinal specialist, right? I'm not going to go to a podiatrist. And I think that the same thing goes for your digital partner when it comes to their specialties and qualifications. Mm. There are certain niches and there's a lot of great companies out there. And a lot of them are focused in certain niches and, and you should go with something that someone that, that knows about that. Cause that's what I would do. And then the, the last thing I think would be what kind of support or systems reporting they have. You know, if I'm a business owner, I want to make sure I can understand the results that I'm getting and that I'm investing in the right areas to grow my business. And if those KPIs aren't aligned with my overall objectives and I don't have any support or I can't get a hold of anybody um, to help me grow, then there's got to be a trade-off somewhere, right? So I think those are some, some big things to, to listen to or to think about when exploring a, a digital marketer or marketing agency on that side. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, another slippery slope that some franchisors can go down is, you know, they acknowledge the need for a digital marketer, but they kind of go the complete other way and end up working with 10, 20, you know, way too many. Mm -hmm. You get too much data, as you said, and it's your, your days filled with phone calls. Um, what would you say are some of the, the main benefits that come with having maybe one or just a very small pool of my marketing suppliers compared to maybe certain partners who deliver lots of certain partners who deliver, you know, very specific kinds of data? Overall, I think more, more clarity and transparency. Sure. Franchise owners get a, a better and more holistic view of what's happening with their marketing. You know, when they've got one or two marketing suppliers that are able to handle multiple channels and show them how everything functions together. Um, in addition, reporting and data comes from one place. Another benefit is just simply saving time and bandwidth, as you mentioned. You don't have the time as an owner spending hours going back and forth with 
different vendors or different tools or piecing together things and trying to figure out what's working or what's not. That's just not an effective way to run a business in, in, in today's time. Um, and I think last, this is a benefit on our side, but also on our customer side is better optimization and campaign efficiency. Rather than having marketing channels exist in isolated silos, you know, a consolidated marketing strategy kind of helps fine tune advertising deployment, helps franchise owners get more out of their marketing budgets, insights uh, in terms of social media advertising and how it can bring down Google PPC costs. Those would be difficult to see when channels are being handled by separate vendors. And I've seen that correlation happen before uh, and was able to bring that information to light to customers just because we were handling all of those things of how everything acts together and, and the symbiosis of those different campaigns. Yeah. Um, and and the final question I've got for you, Brad, uh, is just specifically about Scorpion. Um, and that's how, you know, what are some of the main services that you offer to assist franchisees or franchisors rather, um, in consolidating and boosting their digital marketing strategy? You know, I think it's it's simple. Uh, Scorpion's the leading provider of technology and services that, you know, helping businesses, local businesses thrive. And I think for me, that's what ultimately drew me from the franchisor side to the supplier side is seeing that in Scorpion. Um, we've really got three main pillars that I should probably touch on. Um, you know, friends or people I meet often ask me, you know, how does Scorpion do uh, this or what sets us apart and what, what do you do? You know, what would you say you do at Scorpion? <laughs> and I'll start by saying, uh, I think we, we do this by helping our customers understand their local market dynamics. You know, we make the most of their marketing and we deliver experiences that customers absolutely love. And that's huge. In terms of my next point, you know, we offer so many tools to help people know what's going on with your marketing your competition, your competitors. And I think to top it off, something we're proud of is blending the cutting edge, you know, AI and machine learning supported by teams of real people, like we talked about before, with local expertise. And, and we're really doing all this to help our customers not only set, but measure, as I talked about earlier, what, you know, what is measured is managed, and most importantly, reaching their goals. So those are the, the big things. And last, your question of what we do and and if my parents are listening, hopefully can we put this last question uh, of what do we do to rest? <laughs> uh, we have a, a laundry list of things we do, but SEO, reviews, advertising, email marketing, chat, social, websites, lead management, appointment scheduling, and a lot more you know, for local businesses. I think to sum it up at the end of the day, it's a technology led service with a human touch. Right. Well, I think we've managed to pack a real digital marketing masterclass into a relatively concise, uh, concise little period there. So thank you very much for joining us today, Brad, and uh, looking forward to speaking again soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Kieran. If you take anything away from our conversation with Brad, let it be one of the main points that he made up top. Always invest in marketing. It can be tricky to allocate resources efficiently during a time of crisis, but the biggest franchise brands have shown that nailing the smaller day-to-day -day things can have a huge impact on the long term. Brad's anecdote about his franchising dream team should also prove hugely useful to franchisors, as pinpointing the attributes of your top performers can then be used for a multitude of things. This can include KPIs for your current franchisee network, but it also allows you to identify the traits that you should look for in future franchisee recruitment. And last but certainly not least, 
Brad's assertion of transparency and clarity summed up our entire conversation about the local business technology trap. Oftentimes in this industry, more doesn't necessarily mean better. And utilizing the services of a small number of experts like Scorpion can really propel your business to the next level. We'd be keen to hear your thoughts on this. How has your business approached digital marketing and what benefits have come with working with the right kind of supplier for you? Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.